This is the Burbs Network. You're now listening to Silver Spoons. Ooh, RJ. Struggle first, laughing at these niggas in these fake busts. Can't trust no hoes, they just get fucked. And for these sour ass niggas that they so tough, the XD 30 plus, you could get tough. Drop heads in the summer, went around trucks. Roll a whole quarter up when I'm trying to smoke. Get on fab in this bitch, you short is what you want. Cause all these niggas say they will like they really won't. Cause I got niggas in that bitch who ain't coming home. Mine gon' smoke woods till my face froze. The bank closed, I'ma show you how to make pros. Case closed, I ain't fucking with you, stank hoes. Dope man, nice, dope boy bag. I can tell niggas hurting, what you need a bag? That's an Uber, why you boosting like this paper task? Cause niggas see you on top and try to bring you back. Really posted up your mans like a car flat. Get so high, she probably caught a contact. I probably hit her one time and lost contact. And send that bitch down the way like bye, rap, bye. All my life, I've been trying to hide together with me. Trying to do good in my hood with all this rapper with me. Call myself the yak guy with this devil in me. Trying to let me hear a petty bitch, you got a schedule with me, boss shit. 30 on my head, but it's more shit, I'm cautious. These niggas flush shades, that ain't cost shit. Ghetto fat, bustin' bikes in the cafe. See me in the whip and take yourself to the tag. Drop a ticket on the verse, ain't no doubt, and I'm a spaz. Quiet cuz, touchdown, nigga, loud when he pass. He at Willie's when he leaving, I just pray, never crash. If you ain't plug, you get charged out the ass. Small city, villain, chillin', verse, killin' for my angels. Wanna play me like a hoe, you better try a different angle. Won't stripes off a star, he ain't even see a spangle. Out a shiny little circle, leave a whole nigga tame. Murder men, how I'm living, you can bet I make it. A hundred chances, they ain't give me, so I had to take it. I'm only bumping me and lockers, half these niggas faking, and I hate this basic ass style. I had to make a statement. RJ Lamont got these motherfucking streets talking. What's going on? Specifically oh, you. I've been nothing but pleasant. <laughs> no, not you. Mark I said I've been nothing but pleasant. <laughs> not you, Jalen's I don't cry you at all. Yeah, I don't do that. It's always you I fry Alex. Because he doesn't get fried. You know, you got to chop the legs. Excuse me? That's neither here nor there. Just record right now. Oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, I came with her. That was the first time I ever heard it out loud, to be honest. In person? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. I, 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 like I said, I don't go out much. Mm-hmm. I don't do things. That's she got my princess <laughs> in this shit. That's my shit. Everything I say to her, oh, good, Christopher Michael. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> first day of middle with that, oh, Kirk. Yeah, you're in. Big trouble. Big time. What do you guys think about the Cardi B news? Big time. I think I, lock that bitch what? up or the free my nigga bill. I don't get that whole Bill Cosby, which we'll call it. But I do think that's just like shit. If a dude come forward and be like Cardi B, rob me. Sit the transvestite to you. Oh, God. And who gonna do that? Oh, uh, something. I mean, these people probably don't even know they got fucking robbed. Exactly. They probably woke up 
wherever the fuck they got dropped off at. Mm-hmm. All I know is it just take one, and then ten more people. You don't gotta off. take shit, bro. They'll just they already fucking have a drop on you. Give you a drink early yeah, in the night, and just keep an eye. On. On. I'm just saying it only take one dude to come out to say that they remember that from your weirdo. Oh, a hundred percent. And then it's that Bill Cosby situation all over. No, nah, that will it, it, that is what will happen. Don't Nobody's gonna come forward. If, no, if don't nobody come forward, then it's then she's smooth. How much cash they putting on the floor? But it's all right. So I was in New York. I was in New York six years ago. Be like, hey, it was me. That's how it's gonna a be. A million? I just don't get why she a million? Because she's silly as hell. She think that keeping it real in the, in the status that she at. She, she would have did this two years ago. Nobody would have really cared. Didn't mm-hmm. know she was being recorded. Or if she wouldn't have never well, got as big as she was. No, I was gonna say. And if she never got as big as what she is, just became famous. Then it would really wouldn't matter. But. What her status is, they gonna scrutinize everything she do, just like that kind of hard shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can. They're they're just look. They look at it money wise. The way I look, the way that I see it. So it's I, like we just pep, Pepsi fucking sponsors me. Man, niggas gotta just be like, if the more more we start saying we don't give a fuck about that shit, bro, because it's the it's culturally based, nigga. We we created cancel culture. We let motherfuckers uh, either. You know, do shit, and then we want to sit there and bash them. The more celebrities and niggas, this shit started backlash. Like, nigga, yeah, I said that shit. Like Kevin Hart did instead of going on a tour and just say, nigga, yeah, I said that shit. What the fuck is up? Fuck like, I don't think cancel culture is a bad thing. I do. I don't. Because like, my thing is that there's a lot of these people who deserve to not be famous, to be honest with you. And they deserve to be getting ousted the way that they are. There's a lot of people who deserve to be famous. You think because it's, 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 it's so good? Yeah, it, it, infamy is still fame. So I'm, I'm saying being talked you, about is cool. You, I don't care about the infamy. I mean, the being being uh, popular you're part You're saying of these people my are using their power correctly? My, my, big, yeah, it, my biggest part about it is that when people are... Even, like, for instance, the governors and shit that's dealing with that shit, because all the blackface that they keep on getting caught up with it. Same exact principle, bro. If you're going to oust them for that fucked up shit that they was doing in the 70s and the 80s, then why can't that? And they should be getting ousted for that shit, because that shit was never okay. It was never... Yeah, it was always racist. It was never... It was never every good. white person yeah. wasn't dressing up in blackface. Like, that ain't some shit that every white person had to extreme ones that were making... Yeah, it bro. Like and that's how it always is. It's always the extreme motherfuckers who doing some wild shit, and then we supposed to be cool with it. R. Kelly, he's been doing that shit for years, and we was cool with it because... Of how his music was and the person he was, but we didn't really go in depth in it when people was first saying R. Kelly is a pedophile. R. Kelly is less. Sure, it was like, oh, we had to bring it up again. No, because no, just like he's just like they said, he, he got him brought him up on time. it, and then the court case got delayed for seven fucking years. No, they know? let him go. Other first. Well, time. yeah, but but yeah. Gee, but after seven years of dealing with that shit, it's like the shit basically went away on its own. And nobody cared because he put hit after hit after hit after hit out during his time. So, okay. The way that I see it is, like, it's cool if you don't like something that somebody does. But at the same rate, I don't think, like, if R. Kelly goes on tour and just nobody buys tickets because he has bad press. 100%. I think that's totally fine. Yeah. But if he's still selling shit out, I don't really think that we should be able to just be like, all right, well... All these fucking liberal bullshit companies decided we're taking you off. Like, yeah. The people don't like you right now. Not that it affects the company either way. But it's just a, like, oh, we don't want to make. It don't want to allow you to make money anymore because we don't like you. Yeah. It, so we don't want you to. We want you to not be able to work anymore. I don't think it's so much defranchising somebody as it is um, 
you know, you taking away somebody's First Amendment, they art, they uh, expression. So you can't do that in a way. If this is a public open platform that allows people to speak the views that they want to speak, because I can go on to on to Spotify and probably play some neo-Nazi band right now. For sure, like yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, some racist so music at the end of the day, if they allow that to be on there, but they're saying that R. Kelly can't be on there anymore, it's there kind of be, a, contra- yeah, be it's a contradiction yeah, to what they talk about. Yeah, exactly. They're only picking it because it's... Like you say, it's a, it's a popular topic. Yeah, issue right yeah. Now. And how do you get more people to come to Spotify? You say, hey, we dropping our Kelly for right now. You know and what I'm saying? You get your name out there yeah, too. Look yeah, you, you Apple, in, iTunes, Spotify. You in the blah, controversy yeah. at that point. And like they always say, any press is good press. What did you say? And the thing is that shit, it ain't even like they took they took away that shit away. It just curated playlists. You can't have a culture. You can't have something set in place where no matter what you do, we gonna nitpick at it because eventually that shit become like everything is a wash, bro. Like everything's at it. If it's something that's actually bad, niggas need to get dealt with properly, bro. You can't just continue to throw. Everybody into one bowl and say that we just gonna judge y'all all the same way, yeah. bro. Niggas need to be judged accordingly to their crimes, bro. And the reason why I don't like cancel culture is because we just throw everybody into that same bowl and judge them niggas the exact same way. And that's not how it's supposed to happen. And just because you get famous doesn't make everybody in the world judge, jury, and executioner for anything that you did wrong because we done all did shit wrong. True story. And I don't saw that. That's why the Cardi B and Bill Cosby thing shouldn't be put into the same bracket, and people should be trying to. Because the niggas that was fucking with Cardi B doing that shit was some nasty ass niggas to begin with. Because if you fucking with a nigga, be like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, everybody was nasty. I, 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 I think the biggest thing. So the biggest. I think the biggest thing. They culture was way freakier than ours. Frey had the freak nick, bro. Exactly. Yeah. The freak nick was way worse. So yeah. I'm not separating. Hey, if your mama was at the freak nick, she was getting freak with. You need to check that out. With go look at them videos and do a double check. My mom's white, so she wasn't at the freak nick. Might have been. God damn it. Get her shit. Rock man, debt. 
Oh yeah, they used to. Oh, uh, back then, nigga, shut the fuck up, make the grits. <laughs> like niggas had grits, biscuits man. and grits, man. man, for sure. I can't I even do that, bro. That's my thing. I could never do that to a woman. Now I would never want to, for one, but I could never do that because it is an open place for women to be more, a little bit more independent than they were during them times, and they can speak out about those things, and that is the greatest part about. The so quote unquote cancel culture, Me Too movement, and stuff like that, is it gives them that opportunity to really be like, bro, no, this shit not okay. People been doing this shit to us for Ever. 20, 30 years. You know, specifically dudes like Harvey Weinstein, they knew what he was and they allowed him to stay in business and keep doing the same shit to these chicks. Mm-hmm. My man from Michigan State, uh, Larry yeah, Larry Nasser, same same thing. Bitch ass. My man's man had been doing that <laughs> shit for years and years and years, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, but yet again, even with the Me Too shit, bro, and I'm, I don't give a fuck. Um, bro, yet again, yeah, cool. you can't put every nigga, everything in the same bowl, bro, because you got women out here that's using that shit to their advantage, which is with, with and again. Karma is going to catch up with you guys. I know that times have changed to where the voice, I I appreciate that women have a stronger voice. But you go back to some of them households and you listen to them them older women, they be like, no, this is the way it should be. And then other women saying, well, we need to change it. So now I think that they need to come together and figure out what their motherfucking middle ground is before you can come out and have a stronghold against Every single no, one. That's a very true statement. Like, but I would, I, and I know that this is kind of backwards in, in in a certain way. But I would rather have some of that stuff being handled now and being talked about now, and at least the case where we can start differentiating people who lying and people who aren't, than to keep on doing the same blanket thing as in just kind of throwing them to the side and not being helpful to the victims of the shit that's going on during those times because that's what oh, we tend definitely to do not so victim shaming definitely not victim shaming but if you are on bullshit you deserve to get home you at least deserve to like, I'm sorry if you if you lie on a nigga or vice, vice versa yeah. you deserve to get home bro in I'm front of your peers yeah I home Jerry but that's about it <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in front of your peers bro you that shit foul bro Hey, that was a that was exposed to start it off right yeah. there. Fire ass intro. <laughs> Prettiest motherfucker in the world. Hey, shout out to them Spartan dogs. We getting it done today. Fuck you, Larry Nasser. Oh, you're playing on uh, fucking Duke. Duke, big Duke, man, Zion, the kid phenom himself. I, I can't wait to see him going to the NBA. You see, you see, he went to the bronze after that whole ass nigga Paul George old shoe busting half. You oh. rocking the bronze now, Paul? Oh, you talking about when he was wearing them? Yeah. Don't blame the shoe. No, you Paul George. Shoe? I can't lie to you. Paul George. Paul George even blamed the shoe. Paul George even went on Twitter and he, he was like, "I was like, what what's up? Like, what happened?" That's because niggas not also saying that this nigga been hooping in them bitches for half the season and they post a chat. Oh, but bro, them them are some dope ass hoop shoes. Don't get me wrong, them some great hoop shoes. This nigga, but at the same time, he talking about performance, the performance of him. That kid is a real performer, and that who is that? Six, eight, but that's the nigga. That's the nigga you want to change durability. That's the nigga you want to test the durability on. 
Running max speed. That's why your shoes are jumping forty five. But if it's any cat you want to test your durability for your sneaker, it's gonna be a cat like Zion or LeBron or somebody like that. Hey, you know who else? You know who else? He's the Rock Browns. But yeah, they giving them shoes though. He ain't changed them bitches, bro, for half the season. Them bitches. Hey, that's the Good luck charms. Good luck charms, bro. How many times you done hooped in your same hoop shoes? You know he got a pair of eight, two, Don't matter. Five, Don't matter. He not running like an animal, if nigga. You got a pair of hoop shoes. Oh, you can get them lucky shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you. Oh, I ain't never seen Chris run. That, you probably uh, won't, though. You got a 60 year old nigga. That nigga would snap the pitch as they say, ah, bad ACL. I said, you used to hoop? Nah. Just life. <laughs> You know how I be when you dug it in for that. I got some footage for you niggas. Nigga. What? Don't even play. Nigga. I got some footage out here. Kelly's uh-huh. a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I got that Kobe injury. Nigga. Six to eight months. <laughs> See you next year. Well, the show already in motion, so if y'all want to know, like, exactly who that is, watch the watch <laughs> first on the birds in the room. Yeah, we finna get some <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nana Nash underscore ODP on Instagram. You can also find me on Twitter at Nash underscore Nirvana. Make sure y'all subscribe on uh, YouTube, <laughs> Overdub Productions, all of that good shit at Real ODP. Yeah, that's how it is. I'm the nastiest nigga in the world. You find me on Instagram at ODP underscore nasty. Don't look for me on Facebook. I ain't there, bitch. Um, <laughs> and not. Um, make sure y'all go follow Real ODP on the IG and YouTube page. Um, you got some great content, especially Nirvana killing them with the day in the life of Nirvana. Go check that shit out. It's regular dude. Regular ass niggas. What's your name, Sherry? <laughs> <laughs> we talking about family. Introduce yourself. Don't ever call me short. I'm taller than you. She's not short. She not tall. Really. I am. How tall are you? Taller than Brooke. Oh, well, now you guys know my name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taller than Zoe's mom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, <laughs> we got the guy for the yak himself. That's Christopher me. Kelly. Y'all can catch me at the at guy on all the social media, of course. We got DG on the camera today. Follow him at call me DG. I should have got two. We got a video coming too, me and DG. Rough around the edges. Be on the lookout. Shout by visuals by Reggie. Makes yeah, that shit fire. Damn. See, that, was, that, that shit was a low, <laughs> low, low. <laughs> that nigga slid that one in there, nigga. Shout out to Dan. Shout out to Cloud Captain J. Shout out to Fresh from the Burbs. All that and all that. Follow everything. Got the Burbs Network. Get into this motherfucking interview. Let's do it. <laughs> Real nigga shit. Give a fuck about me or whatever. <laughs> 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 Blasted. I don't know if I want to talk to y'all about college or rap first. Let's talk about both. Do college. Right. So you went to college? Is that, yeah. why, is that, why, is that why? 
Place where they get you in debt and they really get you subservient to the United States of America, and that's all you can do for the rest of your life. Man, that's it. Listen, what bro. did you go for? I went for um, I was a business major while I was in college. Um, did you finish? No, no. Nope. I dropped finish? out after my first year. I stopped going to Eastern Michigan, and then um, two years after that, I did a couple years at community college for a while. I got my degree in audio engineering and music production. Then I stopped going to college after that because it just didn't make sense for me to keep putting myself in debt to get a job where I was going to be making $40,000 a year. Then, you know, especially with the interest and all of that shit that you got to pay on top of it. Most people only pay their interest off. That's, and that's a secret that they don't tell you is that when you get so far into it, to a point, you only paying interest off on your loans. You are no longer paying. You aren't paying the principal balance on it. So... After 10 years, you will only pay interest off, and the principal balance will still be the same exact thing that you owe when you first took the loans off. And the only way you avoid that is to pay more than the minimum balance. Yes. But not even just the minimum balance. is Yeah, but, and that's, it's not set up for people who come from areas like ours. It's not for people who come from Pontiac and Detroit. Unless you have scholarships, academic or athletic, whatever it may be, go ahead and do your thing. But if you don't have those things and say you don't have grants already ready for you, there's no reason for you to go to college when you get out of high school. You are immature. You are not that old to be taking care of yourself on your own. They make your family take part of the responsibility of your college, which doesn't make sense because you're an 18-year-old adult. So why should your family contribute to right, anything you're, you have Because you're, you're technically independent and yes, you're 24. It, it, so it, 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 it's still based off your parents' shit. Yeah, so it just doesn't make sense. Um, I stopped actually making music for a while because I was working um, in a studio and I would just print CDs up. For about a year or two, and that's all I was doing. Then he showed me how to master. He taught me. He told me about the programs in the community college to get myself together. Mm-hmm. So he was the one who redirected like my life choices. Was just like, look, man. He had a master's in music from the University of Michigan. He and he was the one who told me like, Bro, you really shouldn't be doing this no more. You need to take a different route because you actually good at making music. So stop worrying about going to college anymore and just go actually make music. And shit, kind of worked out in the long run. That shit, to be honest with you. You were doing music when you was in college. Mm, shit, he came to me probably like my junior year, um, my junior year and my second junior year. Um, <laughs> I ain't like I graduated in six years, and don't be and don't be ashamed to you niggas that don't graduate in four years. And nigga, on top of that other shit, bro, because they base nigga shit in any magazine or anything that you read, they actually base your college career off six years because yeah. it takes most niggas that long um, that actually do things outside of just going to school. Five and a half at least, for sure. But, and it is a scam. Yeah, the whole four-year shit was like, I'm thinking that's, that's 15, that's 15 credits, that's 15 credits an hour, I mean a, a semester, bro. You know how hard it is to do 15 credit hours a semester? 
Um, I mean, if you don't have to go to work at all. Like, if you don't have to go to work, you don't got no career, that you, and you don't got to worry about... If like, you have no bills and don't eat food ever. Yeah. 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 It's, it's yeah. Hell yeah. 100%. Yeah, because I was getting drunk and fucking bitches. That's what I was doing. And I had Fuck fun. It. I had a lot of fun. I was doing either one. And, and I owe $80,000 back for it. But, was we making music? He came to me my, my second, second junior year and was like, hey, bro. I want to do a tape with you. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'm ready to get back into this shit, bro. We did this shit, motherfucking, uh, join the nation. That shit was fucking fire. And I've been in the falls with them niggas ever since. So to say for me, yeah, because after that, I was still in school for two and a half more years. So I was still heavily involved, but that tape is what kind of got me back into the shit. How did college benefit music for y'all? Um, take away, take away. For me, it benefited me on the end of what I help, you know, what I bring to the to Overdope is that um, I was a vice president of my fraternity for three years. I know I said that on the Fresh from the Birds uh, episode that we did, but I got to learn a lot about uh, organizational structure, and I was able to bring that back to these guys because, I mean, of course, they're kind of younger than me. Uh, Nirvana's my little brother. Uh, Riz and everybody is, is younger than me, so I was able to bring back uh, a little more stability and things that I understood um, organizationally. On top of, I just got more mature when I was when I was there. You know, I went through a lot um, starting at eighteen, coming out at twenty three. I was a totally different person, you know, than when I when I actually went. So it helped me be able to. Hey, I've, I've ran a lot of things. I've been able to put on um, fundraising, work uh, fundraising shit that can help us get money, how we can handle uh, in-house different things, and, and I know that we can get the LLC because I did it with the organization, how we can get our trademark and stuff exactly. So, I mean, it benefited me in that aspect for the group greatly. You ain't get into fraternities and none of that? No. Um, what was your degree in? Uh, journalism and mass communication. Um, when I was in college, uh, I kind of I kind of stopped um, dealing with people and uh, I don't know, I was kind of closed off to a lot of things. I was kind of scared because it was the first time I was away from him. It was the first time I was away from home. It was the first time I had to stand on my own two feet by myself um, and actually be a man, and I didn't know how to do it. And I was worried more about, um, I guess, eating and surviving than I was about going to school. And at that time, I still wasn't too focused on even eating or surviving the way I should have been. So I didn't take anything seriously at all. And I was so immature that I only cared about really myself, but I really wasn't doing anything for me to make myself better. So I stopped trying to meet anybody. I stopped trying to go to class on time or I stopped going to class at all. Most, some of my classes and shit. And I really just got closed off to the world because I was kind of scared of a lot of the shit that I was getting used to because coming from Pontiac I'm not used to being around as many people as I was and being as open as they were and being you know just talkative and mm -hmm. cool with people because you know we live in a closed off environment where anybody can be your enemy at least yeah we got all yeah. these commute colleges yeah. in Michigan where ain't nobody from where you from so, you get there yeah so I it really took me back but the music shit that I started to learn when I started to learn how to play the guitar and I started to learn how to uh, engineer and I started to learn how to make beats and shit like that, it changed who I was. So I was able to take a lot of leaps and bombs in my personal life, 
with the music shit just to go from a dude who really didn't know how to do anything, didn't know how to record myself or anything like that to go and take a step further to say, I can take control of the whole group, make sure that we always got music coming out, make sure that we always doing stuff and then push us forward in that way. So that was the biggest help for me in college was just to get away from everybody for a while and kind of learn to be a person and not be his little brother for the rest of my life. If you could go back, would you get into fraternities? No, no, because I, that's not my thing. I'm not really into being around a bunch of people and being in a group of motherfuckers where you got to prove to them that's your, your limits. I think that fraternities, sororities, and any of those uh, exclusive groups are great for people. You can get to meet people that you'll never meet outside of them and shit like that. But for me personally, it just it's a whole other realm that comes from slavery, shit like that. And I just don't, I don't agree with it. I agree. Yeah, fraternity. I don't know. I think if I would have went to like a university, I don't know if I would have been a participant in a sorority just because they make people. That's fucking weird shit, bro. It's yeah. It's like too much. It's it's. I don't know. Like you, you really like slaves going through there before you. Yeah. You gotta do whatever they say, and if you don't, you get kicked out. You a part of it, and it's a brotherhood. You know, our sisterhood, and it's like you know, it's like sports in a lot of ways. It's like a lot of that shit brings people closer to you. Yeah, man. That's cool. Really, it's basically just like it's like a cult, right? Since you're the only one that can take that, that have been a what? Like, bro. Nigga. <laughs> hey, Lee, what's good, baby? You know what time it is. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bro, that, that shit brought, see, for me, it brought structure. See, um, I knew that coming out of high school that I couldn't go to, like, a big college because I knew that I wouldn't go to class. I knew that I'd just fuck around. Um, I went to a smaller school <clears throat> and then Joining the league really helped me out a lot because, like I said, I needed structure in my life. I needed to learn how to be a man and how to attack certain things that I was having problems with, bro. So once I got that structure and I was able to learn, you know, through through my older brothers. and You know, I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest out of my brothers. I never had a big brother before. I never had outside of my pops. And at that point, I had become a man, so it wasn't really a lot more that he could teach me. I needed to go out and learn this shit on my own. Mm -hmm. That shit helped me so much in my maturity and my growth and meeting new people and joining so many different organizations because after that, I became the president of our Black Student Union. I became the president of our NAACP chapter. I became uh, the treasurer for our ISC department, which is... Um, Inner Society Council, which is all of the organizations on our campus, and I was holding the money for everybody. So it gave me that opportunity to go out and and, and actually be productive instead of just being the nigga that I was. Uh, yeah, I'm smart, and I understand that. Yeah, I gotta, I'm charming, I got a nice personality, but what what's underneath that? Do I have some better values, and can I help people a different way? So then I started going out on mission trips. And going to Tennessee and New Orleans and different shit where I'm helping people. I'm building houses. Um, I'm in the NOW organization, the National Organization for Women, where we helping and, 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 and doing different outreach programs to, to youth and letting them know, like, hey, you ain't supposed to be treating women this way. Helping hands where we doing different things. So for me, it brought so much and it helped me and molded me into who I am today. And I think that I'm a better man than I was. 
10 years ago. So for like a dangling student on campus, a male, you would say without no leadership, it, it's a good place for them to go. No. No, that's not what no, I'm saying. No, it's fucking crazy, bro. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Zero adult <laughs> Play football. No, because... Shit gets because, fucking no, crazy. No, no, I mean, it's not, it, it's not really funny because just because you, you, you don't... I'm not... I had a lot of structure. I'm not saying I didn't. I'm saying that it molded me to be better. If you don't have any structure, then you don't need to join anything. If you don't know where you're going, you don't need to just hop on to something. That's like hopping on a football team, never playing football in your life. You're going to go out there and get killed. Like, play football. Yeah. You, you go and play basketball, you just got niggas swatting your shot all the time, ripping you up. You out there looking stupid in front of your girl. You're not going to look cool, bro. You join a fraternity and shit get real and you quit, bro. Like, that shit right now. When I when I went on a college tour when I was in high school, I was like, oh yeah. You watch them out and they stepping and stuff, and like that shit looks sweet. Mm -hmm. Like, but then you don't know like the the, the back of it, like how, how they got they do, there, how they got there, and all of that. And then when you kind of get an insight of like you got to do all of this and all of that and report to who and what and do like they some drills freedom. and shit. Like, ah, uh -uh, nah. But you'll have freedom. No, freedom. no, we got you. Freedom now you'll never be free again. There, maybe. If you can escape that, it ain't like that. Don't Illuminati. <laughs> we'll teach you the right way. <laughs> this guy's part of the triangle, bro. Alright, let's get into some rap shit. Name some of y'all favorite rap groups or collectors. Groups? Mm hmm. First one gotta be Wu Tang. Yeah. Second one probably gotta be Outcast. And then uh number three, probably our future Wolf Gang. The roots gotta be probably number two over top of uh over top of Outcast. Um I put our future at number three just on the strength of what I feel like they've helped me and uh and kinda of set up. A prototype for the type of things that we're doing, but I also fuck with Dreamville Heavy too and TDE. That's where I was going to. I was gonna say, which one would y'all say y'all was most similar to? Um, I'm saying more similar to definitely Dreamville. What we want to be is more like TDE though. Um, Dreamville, they do got the JID kid, and he's doing a lot of good things, but and that's, the only, that's the only real person that you hear about on a regular basis. Yeah, J. Cole and J.I.D. Um, meanwhile, in TDE, they got a couple of people that you hear about all the time. You know what I'm saying? So, they also been with them longer, though. But, been, but they've been together longer. That's the only thing. No, that's, that's cool. I'm just it's saying. Sam SZA and uh, what's the nigga? Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, yeah they, but SZA kind of had her own thing. She the only, she the only girl. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that could give her... You know, carte blanche over a lot of people just because you actually in a, in a group full of hard ass, rapping ass niggas, like, and you dope, mm -hmm. super dope. But she been trying to get out here for a long time too, though, when she was bigger and shit. Mm -hmm. I thought she was done making music. She changed her mind. No, I don't even know. All I know is that after her first album, I heard she was like, she didn't like the attention. Well, she had that vocal cord shit that happened to her on on tour, and she was gonna quit, but it came back. Oh, so, 
I don't, I don't think she really doing that no more. But she, she deleted her Twitter, and then she came. But then she came to that little. Uh, it was some either Met Gala or some type of ball. She went to a punch and let them know that she was back. They just didn't win that award. She nice though. She likes I like sister. So if you ever want to meet, we can meet. <laughs> <laughs> I for sure haven't heard no white artists in TDE or Dreamville though. For that, there's some niggas on Dreamville that ain't for me personally, but I can't call another niggas white. I don't think it's that. I think it's more just uh. TDE seems to have their marketing strategies down a lot more, and they know exactly what they're going after. They know exactly what they're trying to do with each artist, mm-hmm. and they really attacking those fronts all at once. Whereas Dreamville, it seems like they still slow pacing a lot of things. They picking up people who they know will help out their brand and are good for their brand, but their brand isn't as strong as what TDE's brand is right now. It seems like they don't got. They don't got marketing and shit. No, that it, a lot of those artists seem like opening acts. You know, whereas a lot of the TDE artists seem like they closers. You know what I mean? Even though they all pretty much do the same tours together and shit, they all seem like they could be their own main act. You know, whereas a lot of them Dreamville dudes, just by name, you don't know who they are majority of the time. It's no name recognition. It's like somebody just told me, Giannis Antetokounmpo. A lot of regular people don't know who he is. But you say LeBron James around anybody, people know who LeBron James is, even LeBron if they don't watch basketball. Yeah. That's kind of the same situation that you're going up against right there. Mm. Fuck. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think Dreamville is actually great with roll- rollouts. Honestly. I think the way that they package things is very clean. Um, I just feel like the artists in TDE have been artists for a lot longer than the artists that have been in Dreamville. So J. Cole is crafting out not only the lane for himself to kind of branch away from Hove, he's also kind of teaching them how to branch themselves out from him. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that they're picking up as much steam off just because they are newer artists. Now, Ab Soul and them niggas, Ab Soul is old, bro. You know what I'm saying? They're a new nigga reason you wouldn't know reason if you seen him in the street. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Know. But him and J.I.D. is on the tour together. I never shot if I seen him in the Me street. Me neither. I listen to that nigga. He hard. But J.I.D. and motherfucking reason is out on tour together. He hard. You probably heard him. Yeah. I'm saying. Um, Schoolboy Q. Like, he, he, to me, he's super dope. But yet again, Schoolboy, that motherfucker Kendrick Lamar was Schoolboy Q's hype man. Schoolboy, like, these are the... These these niggas have been out here, so it's different when you got new ni- young niggas, and you trying to build a, a brand from that. So, yeah. but you talking about just the basis of it. But no, I fuck with I fuck with TDE over Dreamville. I'm not like, structurally. That's structurally, cool. and it just when I look at it, I look at Dreamville. I don't know anybody other than JID and J Cole. I I'm know not, them niggas' yeah. names, but. If they walk up to me, like, we would just... I don't even know them niggas, bro, to be I real would. with you. And that's the reason why I say, like, TDE, regardless of the fact is... I fucked them dudes was there before, or they had their own thing. That's what makes Top Dog great at what he's doing. Is Top he's Dog. grabbing people that he knows fits into his system. It's almost like playing a sport. You're getting people who fit into your system, almost all-star people at a and point. And then, yeah, you enhancing them, and you enhancing your main artist which is Kendrick Lamar at this point, 
and making sure that he is always at the forefront of music no matter what happens because he always going to be on one of their CDs or he always going to be doing something for one of them and he always going to be helping them with their rollouts and shit like that. And so Kendrick Lamar face is always in the forefront where J. Cole, he liked to keep himself receded into the back and as J. Cole got more autonomy in Dreamville than... Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar has in TDE because Top Dog and Top Dog and Punch is more so like how Q, how uh, P and Coach K is over at Quality Control mm-hmm. as to where J Cole is still an artist and still the ringleader and he got to do all of that at the same time still be headline artist as well as be the nigga that's trying to facilitate all his niggas. Where Kendrick don't got to worry about that for real. Mm-hmm. He got two niggas that's actually doing the marketing and is actually pushing people and making sure, hey, this is this person's time, this is this person's time. And that's their job. Okay, so with that being said, what would y'all say would be like some tools for a progressive or succeeding rap collector? You got to be unselfish. You got to. You gotta care about more. You gotta care more about the name and what you're doing than you care about uh, basically your individual career for real. Because if you more worried about where you going as a solo artist and how much respect you getting as a solo artist, then you already lost the biggest thing that goes into the collectors, and that's a group of people trying to push towards a common goal. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the main thing and. Another big thing is that you just got to be willing. You know, you got to be willing to go the extra mile. You got to be willing to give up things. You got to be willing to give give extra things that you may not want to at a certain time. And you got to be willing to, you know, push people as if that it's your own music and shit like that. Like, uh, if I ain't have the help from the people in my group like I did, then people wouldn't know who I am. You know, it's as simple as that. That's my, my two biggest ones. Like that's really all you need to do. And you can give me anything with anybody. I don't care if it's business, if y'all selling teas, if y'all, you know, selling water to motherfuckers. Like, that's how it go. If y'all so willing, selflessness. Yeah, selflessness and just being willing to work. Like, I mean put everything on the line. Because sometimes it's gonna cause that. Sometimes it's gonna cause you to put a little bit more money in than you expect to put in at a certain given time. It's gonna cause you to, you know, be the one who drive you know, two hours, three hours out of the way just to go help somebody out and pick somebody up to make sure they get to a show on time or something like that. All of that shit goes so much further than what you think it does and people just think like, um, well, they not paying me back for this. They not giving me enough in return for this. But if you always thinking like that, then you not really willing to give the group your all to begin with. That's why a lot of niggas stay local. Underground, whatever you want to call it. That's why a lot of niggas don't reach the level that they want. I don't care if you solo or not. You need 10 niggas around you in general just to help you out. Push graphic designers, video niggas, all of that shit. You need at least a good 5 to 10 people who really support you. Who you giving money to, too. Don't get it twisted. Don't feel like you ain't got to pay these people or some shit like that. But that are willing to support you and push your brand just as much as you pushing your brand. Fuck ass niggas. But <laughs> what you think though? You got two different ones. We just kind of agree with. I agree with what he's saying. I I also put in loyalty. Um, just because if if even if you're just loyal to the actual craft, you understand and able to see uh, uh, somebody's vision. And as he stated, even if you one person, you gotta have ten niggas around you. And if you guys got that loyalty built up. 
uh, I, I feel like that is going to progress more than any dollar amount that a nigga could give you. Be like, oh, huh, take this hundred hundred grand and go out here and do it. I'd rather have a loyal nigga in my corner that I know that I can count on when the times get rough and the chips are down because when the chips is up, everybody want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, but when the chips are down, I know that I can call on or ask for help. And because in those in those times where you're depressed or you're in that dark space, that person that is able to help you, that it, that can bring you out of it, can be the person that breaks you. And you can be, and then you can come back and turn and help them. So loyalty, loyalty would be the only thing that I add on to that. So how do y'all balance the responsibilities between y'all two? Um. Well, we all we, we kind of talked touched on this the last time, but I handle more so of the paperwork. Um, you know, trademarking. LLC shit, you know, I talk to the lawyers and, and different type of thing to make sure that we always um, up to date taxes and all of that different type of shit as to where um, he does the music and that gives him to be in a space where it's it's always creative. He gets to stay in a creative mindset and not have to worry about the, the, the stresses that come along with, with paperwork and constantly worrying about money and shit like that, but that's where I'm good at. Um, you know, shout out to Enterprise. Yeah, dude. I, yeah, for a long time I, uh, <laughs> I was doing a lot of that shit by myself, um, and I was just running. Cause we started this when I was in high school with two of my other friends, and uh, while I was just doing all the recording, I was trying to push this for a long time. So when I got into college myself, my first year, that's when I hit him up and I told him like I need help, and he was just kind of like I ain't in space to really be helping you right now. So we started working towards putting together a CD just so I could really show him how serious I was about pushing this shit forward. Once he got into the mindset like, okay, he actually not about to waste my fucking time and waste my money mm-hmm. while I'm trying to help him, then that's when he really was just like, all right, bro. Wait. And that, that, that's always been the greatest part about it is I can tell him what to do and I can say, like, this is what we got to do. These are the goals for this year and this is what we got to hit. And I know for sure I got an equal opportunity person who's going to be there to help me hit them goals. And it's two other ones, too, for sure, who's helping hitting them goals on every base. Shout out to Riz and Titty Boy Nate, because they make sure that we get everywhere we need to when we need to get to them. Like, I wish we could rush to them quicker, but I'm saying that's just hopes, I guess. And... He just makes sure that we keep things rolling and I can just worry about content. That's it. I can focus on growing YouTube, growing how many Spotify followers we got, how many people listening to us on Apple Music, stuff like that. And I'm really into like the marketing and the promotional side of things because that's what I went to school to do actually for a little bit. So that's my main goal. His thing is like he said, the paperwork, but we both full-time artists as well. So we try to make sure that we got content flowing out all the time to keep people engaged. So y'all got balance, but do y'all ever feel like at some point y'all get stressed out like, all right, I need a break? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we still, we both got full-time jobs too, you know what I'm saying? So this it's like, you know, 80 hours a week, you yeah. know, and, and trying to keep, and trying to just stay level-headed as a person, you know, everybody got stresses, but shit, you like, man, I want to be famous today, yeah. but you wash a car. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm sitting in the office and it's just like, bro, I haven't talked to anybody for like the last three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I'm sitting here saying I want to be famous. 
but that comes along with it. And if and it's up to the individual, and that's why it comes back to loyalty, where we able to text each other or call each other or link up, you know, and be like, hey, bro, you know, I ain't had the greatest day today. Yeah. And that's one thing that niggas need to start talking about more. It's like, nigga, if you ain't have a good day, bro, reach out to your people, bro. And if the people that you're reaching out to ain't in you back or trying to help you, fuck them. Like, I agree. 100%. That's real, though. Cause me and this no. nigga don't even claim the same shit. And it'll be some days or like, nigga, I see on Facebook. It might not even be him. It might be real. Yeah. Say, right, I'll just still hit him up. Like, bro, check the MS. And he do the same thing for me. Like, nigga, everything's smooth. Like, nigga, if you ain't on the timeline or something, yeah. like, you good. So that shit is heavy. Niggas be stressing around this. Oh, day. yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Shit. More Oh, 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 sure. That, 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 that's really the whole main thing about it. Like, shit. And in, in, in the last year, I we did, uh, what, 15, 10 to 15 shows within, like, last year alone. We did 10 to 15 shows or so. I put on six of them. We put on six of them ourselves. So that's six shows that I'm running between in the summertime that I'm trying to do. On top of that, I was running the studio at that time as well. So I'm trying to make sure that I get all of that stuff done. I work full time too. So all of this stuff combined, I was in the hospital three times last year because of that. Because I was in a state where I couldn't uh, take care of myself and take care of everything else that was going on during the time. So it will leave you like that. And then it got to a point where I was uh, lashing out at them because I was upset. Because I didn't see things going the way that I thought things were supposed to be going. You know what I mean? And it's good to be able to have that release and for somebody to be like, look, bro, and not to discredit you and to be like, I get what you're saying, but this is what you need to understand. This is what you need to do. And this is what you need to tell other people so that you can have that state of mind to be like, we moving forward and we moving forward in a way that's healthy for myself as well. And that's really the big thing. Like, it's all good and dandy to keep moving forward in your life. But make sure you're doing that shit in the healthiest way possible and structured so that you can actually be happy while you're doing it. I'm much more happy this year doing the things that we have done. We've done a lot less within this year than we did last year. Um, but just the way that it's moving, the things that we have done, the way that we've capitalized on top of all of that stuff, and how I felt about myself, you know, that goes way further than me doing 15 shows within any given time span. I don't care if it's mm-hmm. in a month period. Like, right. You know what I mean? If I ain't feeling good and my body fucked up, then everything else is fucked up within everything else we're trying to do. So take care of yourself and make sure that shit, you know, you can keep moving forward. And I know that and I know that right now, like the mental health, mental health shit been like a rollout for a lot of people. But in reality, especially black men. Black women too, but black men, we gotta open up about that shit because it is real and the more, that's why we die quicker than everybody else. That's why our average life rate is 55, bro, because we keep that shit and we get the hypertension because we try to keep everything bottled in and not talk about it. Bro, don't use it as, oh, the reason why I did this is because I'm fucked up. No, bro, let that shit out and, and, and let's try to hash it out and have a safe space where we can come to and have those conversations so where we don't got to lash out in front of people and, and, and fight every week or, you know, not fuck with your kids or whatever it may be. Or even that, having them internal battles with your Yeah, family. yeah. Because, no, them are the worst because you in your head the whole mm-hmm. time. You're not thinking about, you're not, and you're not talking about, talking so they can give you some logical sense to the matter and be like, 
bro, listen to what you're saying right now. Listen to how you even sound like. And so you so want to keep it? Yeah, when you, y'all, yep, yep, you're trying to make it make sense to yourself, it, but man. unless you express and, it and have somebody give you an opinion of what yep. you're thinking and what you're feeling, you yep. kind of just like. And you, you know, self medicate and try to try to get it that way, and it's just like yep. oh, that don't really make shit worse. <laughs> you know how you medicate yourself. So, talking about the stresses and the frustrations and shit like that, being from where we're from, having to get it. With more obstacles, where would y'all say all these people be if it was started in a suburb? If y'all had that kickstart, rich parents, whatever, you know. Um, Chad, I can take this one because yeah. we did have that. <laughs> we did have that to start off with. To be honest with you, um, the first dude who kind of helped me out the way that Ty helped me out with ODP was a dude named Anthony Laszlo, and he got so to the point where he was like, "This is mine. I I run ODP." Overdub Productions, it, like I said, he he wasn't the original dude I started this shit with. Like we brought him on, and whatever. But it was me and my friends. It was me. It was Say Ray. It was Riz, and it was my man C. And that that's who it was. And we came to him and brought him part of it. And then he like, but what he was able to bring to the table, bro. He had people who just liked him. He had people who knew that who he was and the type of money that he had and everything like that. And people wanted to be surrounded by him because they knew he was going to be successful in his life. No matter if it was music, he became a dentist. They knew he was going to have money no matter what. His daddy was a dentist. They always had pay. You know what I'm saying? So at that level, we was flying, bro. We was doing things that I had been in the group for years before that point. And I had been opening up for people and shit like that. We were doing even above that at that point, bro. He really took it to the next level just because of his connections. But I didn't agree with the way he was doing things. And I didn't agree with the way shit was moving because he wanted to be like, we bow down to him. We just artists. He the mastermind behind everything else that we got going on. In a way, he kind of was right. And I needed to take back control because I wasn't going to give in to somebody else who didn't come up with anything that we had going on. And we stood at a standstill for two, three years because of that. Because so if it could have been... Just you, or or you with your brother, and y'all would have had... If we would have had money to start off with, we would have always been at a level of where we at, at least right now. 100%, man. The difference of it is that I wouldn't be as good as I am now. Because it would be, it would be so much... I had to go through my trials and tribulations to learn the shit I learned, to go through the issues I went through without having money. Yeah, without having money. Because a lot of people think, like, just because I grew up a certain way and I ain't do hood shit or we ain't do hood shit to that extent, that means that we ain't struggling. No, bro. I, I had times where I ain't have running water in my crib. I had times where I ain't have lights in my crib. I had I dealt with all of that shit. Wearing the same uniform clothes two times, three times a week because that's the only fucking uniform shirts you got. I know how that shit feel. I know how it is to be broke. I know how it is to not have shoes and to wear the same kicks for two years straight. I know how that shit feel, bro. Like, if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have nothing to talk about. I would be the same type of mumble rapper that niggas talk mm-hmm. about every single day. So, if those trials and tribulations made me into the greatest artist in the world, to be honest with you, I needed those. I be saying that shit a lot. Niggas always ask me why I go hard for Pontiac, why I fuck with everybody, how I fuck with it. Because I honestly do feel like if I'd have been brought up anywhere else, I wouldn't be the same nigga who I am. And I'm like, 
that gap is up to each individual listener to be like, hey, when Kanye came out, Kanye not only affected the backpack niggas, but he also affected niggas in the street because clearly he sold more than 50. Him and 50 had that battle, and it was still like, Kanye make dope-ass music. It don't matter what the fuck you're talking about. It don't matter about the content. So it's up to the artist to give the music that people feel. It's not It's not like, oh, we need to have a concerted effort to bridge this gap. It's up to the artist on, like you said, if I'm going to be a mumble rapper, I know that this is the people that's going to probably fuck with me. And I may snag a few other people like... Future. Future was able to get a worldwide audience off of that type of song. Then Travis was able to come and get a worldwide audience off that similar type of song. But, you know, it's, it's, it's niggas like, that's under them like, um, what, what, man. It's, it's a nigga that kind of sound like Travis, but he doesn't necessarily have that worldwide sound. And that's okay, though. That's okay, because we need niggas that's only backpack, that backpack niggas can go back to and say, MF Doom, this is our nigga. He harder than everybody else. And then you need a commercialized nigga. Like, hey, honestly, that cats can always go back to him and be like, he the greatest rapper of all time. I feel like he's the greatest rapper of all time. Niggas hate when I say that. But he is. I'm saying I feel like he's the greatest trap rapper ever. Like, nobody talking about drugs on the song. Technically, yeah. And that's the whole thing about it as well, bro. Like, how niggas many niggas do you see famous right now? How many niggas you see that's the biggest niggas in the industry right now who do talk about drugs? A lot of niggas, but they just not. I'm talking about the biggest. The two, the three biggest niggas in hip hop right now. None of them niggas, not even an uh, inkling in your mind, you consider them drug dealers. And that's Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, and Drake. The three top niggas in hip hop. Drake talk about drugs. He talk about drugs, but he don't fuck. But bro, we are. This nigga has been famous since thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That nigga's not selling that nigga like that. That nigga ain't doing nothing. Bro, let me tell you, he might be doing something. He might be buying that man. Ask me, I would have to have
where he was he was talking about I don't know I can't remember what song it was but he was pretty much saying how he didn't want people to pull and push him to do like a certain type of music because right. it wasn't him. His old shit. Yeah. When he was like a nigga on my old shit by my old albums that shit. Oh uh, yeah, shit. Truth soul, truth be told, I'll probably be there. Leave solid and quality, nigga. Man. I been wanna rhyme like common sense, sense but I did five million. And I ain't been running them like common sense. That nigga said that nigga Dave Spell Common was back there like, nigga, what? I don't think I, don't think I like that. <laughs> common can't get mad at that shit. Just Hell no. Facts in a rap verse. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's the, but that's the truth, bro. And anybody who really wanna listen to that style of music, it, common were. common has been able to have a career for how long? Todd Lib was able to have a career for how long? And most of Talib specifically had two songs that hit the radio in his 15 year career where he was 30 years. Yeah, oh, I'm saying, no, he's still doing it. But I'm talking about where he was still one of them guys in the upper echelon. Like, bro, if you want that type of music, it's out there. If you want to listen to Juice World and Lil Uzi, they out there. If you want to hear MF Doom and cats like that, it's cats like that. Joe Badass and shit like that. Who's still out there, bro? So yeah, my like, favorite niggas, they rich as hell, but niggas don't know them. Like, Creed, niggas don't talk about Creed as much as I would like. Bro, he one of the greatest producer rappers that's out right now, bro. He got that check. Yeah. So shit, I'll be satisfied with his career. Think about Creed. Now, Tech Nine. Tech Nine. Currency, bro. Currency. Currency, I always say, like, bro, I'd much rather have a currency career than a Drake career. Even because like of the per- Yeah, because the type of person I am and closed off as I am, I would much rather just... Make my money, make my music, do it the way I want to do it, sell my merch the way I want to sell it, and make people really believe in what I got as a culture, then just be like, I'm the biggest nigga in the world, and that's why people fuck with me. Yeah. It don't matter if I put out bullshit or if I put out the greatest music ever, people gonna so. fuck with it regardless yeah. of the facts. See, Crick, Crick got that 360, bro, and he ain't an artist for 360, bro, because he is so hands-on, and they mismanaged his money on his promotion shit because the reason why niggas don't talk about Crip as much as they should as much as you think they should because he is hard as fuck is that that they didn't give him a proper rollout and now that he got that contract it's different Mm -hmm. but that comes along with the game bro and when Hope went back and got the masters back from Def Jam to be the president bro that changed his final outcome bro because if he would have never got his masters back when when he became president at Def Jam, we could be having a totally different discussion right now. Right? About him specifically. About yeah. him for specifically. That's he got why Rihanna her uh, masters too. Huh? He got Rihanna her masters Yo, too. Bro, that was the biggest biggest person that he took with him when he uh faded from Def. I'm saying technically she's still you no, know she, under they. She rock nation. Is, is yeah. she fuck? Yeah, because I know she was signed to that little island deal for a little yeah, while. That Def Jam island, yeah. So that that's what I mean. He 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 does that though. Oh, he yeah. finds the potential in one person, and he will exploit that potential into the whole. In whole, Kanye, Rihanna, uh, Cole. And now, and while they was what I felt like, I felt like he wanted to do that with Willow for a minute, but Willow just was like, "No, bro, I'm not, I'm not in it for this." Well, well, you you see the the interview. That nigga Will Smith said Willow was like, you know, I don't want to do this no more. And he then, went up. He went. She was, he was like, went into her dressing room, cut her, cut her, her hair off, <laughs> and she got the biggest song talking about whipping her hair back and forth. And she had bald hair. Yeah, so. and he was like, oh yeah, you really don't want to do this. Let's no go more. home. Let's go home. Hey, it. it, it 
And that goes back to, nigga, every artist has their own fucking lane, bro. Yeah, yeah. And no matter what, bro, we know Willow is fucking amazing, yeah. bro. Amazing, amazing songwriter, bro. And you want it, you gotta be great. You got, oh, bro. Her brother, nasty. 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 But they fall Shout in that, out. see, and them type of people fall into the kitty round, the cutty round things, bro. They, these super uber talented people who are just amazing musicians, but they understand the way that shit goes on in life, and they just can't tolerate it. So what goes on in life trumps their musical career, and they don't care about their musical career as much as they would have if they were just solely artists, because mm -hmm. they are so artistic, they think out the box to other things. They think about the water crisis in Flint. They think about women and shit like that who getting mistreated mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, that's more of their goals than to be like, I got a number one out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a goal for them. Mental health for my dog yeah, Cuddy. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, he's just trying to he, figure it out. Like, he really trying to take that in full realm instead of saying, like, I'm going to put out another fucking dope-ass album for you. You could drop some shit, though. No, that's can lie. You can lie and say how great, you know, being famous and having all this money and doing, you know, being able to party all the time. You can lie and say how great it is, bro. One thing that I'm happy about about being older is, like, yeah, I know I give off the party aspect, and I do like to party a lot, but I know that a life of just partying isn't realistic, bro. And that even if you do party all the time, you still have to fight those demons of, I got to do the drugs all the time. Yeah. I got to drink all the Especially time. Especially when you're making music, up, man. To keep up. And then on top of it, I got to keep this persona up while I'm in the studio, outside of the studio. And now you're battling who you really want to be inside and who this person is that everybody believes you to be. And... Man, that's a that's a sick line across, bro. That's why a lot of niggas off they sub. A lot of people can't. You get to that point, yeah, and that's why we need to have an open discussion, especially black men on motherfucking mental health, nigga. And I'm gonna continue to preach that shit. And that's motherfucking still responding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, follow me, Andrew Nash underscore ODP. Nastiest nigga in the world. ODP underscore nasty. Don't try to find me on Facebook, nigga. My employers be watching. Period. <laughs> 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 oh, man. You can find me on all social media platforms at Zoe Mommy. That's Z-O-I-E-M-O-M-M-I-E. Find me on all the platforms at the Yak God. Follow the Burbs Network on everything at the Burbs Network. The website for the drop, niggas cooking that up. Shout out to Seeds Marketing. Shout out to Cloud Captain J. Oh, okay. Oh, boom. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, they just keep mocking down My bitch call me Tyrone, I be packing shit. 
AI in the game, I don't practice shit. You wacky shit, party frames, I crack your bitch. 40 bands chillin' all up in her mattress. Couldn't get a dot, now I got an actress. More money than your pops, you can't handle it. Ha ha, Davis, you a big fella. Little nigga, I'll pull the 40 right out on the big fella. Young Gala used to call me, now I'm King Mike. Nasty all on autopilot, it's a good night. Rolly face, looking like I got on all rights. Money moves, I been took a little nigga all night. All right, who gon' fuck with the king? Nigga, not you. I bless your bitch. <laughs> when I walk in, way before the hot shoe. Wrist looking like a snow fight. Get you mad, cause I'm chillin' with your whole right. Puff a pound in the whole night. Get them packs like a whole night. A wizard in the game like a mole might. I get to the money. Don't keep nothing from me. Bitch, you looking bummy. I pull up a drummy and kick shit and run your team into the ground like I'm fan Gundy fans. Let me bitch, I'm getting to the money. Bro.